Okay, so we're with Lisa Triano. Not Tonight is the, the feature screenplay winner of the LGBTQ plus uh, film festival. I just want to add, uh, before we get to your script, which is fantastic, I just want to uh, point out, I think we have a connection. I think we're both from Niagara Falls, correct? Yes, yes. I, I was born and raised in Niagara and you as well? I was born and raised. I went to A. Admire. Did you go to A. Admire? So, no, I went to Notre Dame but if you recognize the Triano name, my cousins, yeah. uh, Jay Triano, Jody, they all went to A and Meyer. So your your I think your uncle was my principal for I'm old enough. He was my your principal for one year. I'm in grade nine. He was my principal. Yes, he was he was principal there at A and Meyer, and he was principal at Stanford. Stanford, which is in Niagara Falls, and then so your cousin Jay is uh, he's the assistant coach right now in Sacramento, the Sacramento Kings. Yeah, he's right? in Sacramento now. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. they're they're a pretty hot team. I don't know if you follow basketball, but they're they a, are. exciting. They team are to be a part of. Yeah, yeah. No, they did really well last year, and I fall right to the end. And uh, yeah, they're they're doing well. And I think the Raptors just State. just just won their first uh, yep. by three points. Just won their first one uh, Wednesday. I was just going to point that out. It basically, but so Jay was Jay was a was the coach of the Raptors for a bit. He played basketball. He's he was he was in the Olympics too, right? He was in the Olympics uh, himself, and then he coached the Canadian Olympic team for years and years. I think he was the actual, I think he was the first Canadian head coach in the NBA, actually. Yeah, I think he was, yeah. So he loves it. Like, he absolutely loves it. Loves basketball, so... Well, he, listen, that's like people don't follow, but basically the Sacramento, fantastic team to follow, like really cool team. They lost against Golden, uh, Golden State last year in the first round, but really young team. He might be a head coach uh, in the next couple of years because I think that team's going somewhere. So usually there's that kind of like, if he wants to be a head coach in another, I don't know. Yeah, he, he loves it. He really does. Jay, Jay and I are quite close. Uh, yeah, he he loves it. Lives and breathes it. <laughs> so the, so the, that's the uh, that's the cool connection. That that's, I, kind of, I, that's kind of neat for you and I to have that Niagara connection, and then the connection to my uncle and my cousins. That's crazy. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I don't think that's ever. I've, I've I've done a lot of these. I don't think I think that's the first time that's ever <laughs> happened where there's like a bit of Niagara Falls connection. So wow, that's crazy. That's crazy. Okay, so let's yeah, talk I just about I just started writing. Really, like this one, I actually started a while ago. It's it's uh, it's. It overlapped with another story, uh, personal, which I'll write about in another script. But, you know, meeting this woman was at a time when my family was struck with immense tragedy. And I sat down just to write about that whole period of heartache and then was kind of guided to break the two stories into separate stories. And so when COVID hit, um, I sat down and decided to to break them into two stories and uh, started with this one. So not so we'll talk about not tonight, but we can talk about your other script in a second. So you're can I is it fair to can I can I say what you are uh, your day job is? Absolutely. Okay, so you're a lawyer, correct? I am a lawyer. Yes. And so lawyer that's a very common th thread. I've 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 interviewed a lot of lawyers in my in my past. Hey, Why do you think shocking. there's so many lawyers who turn to screenwriting? You know what? I, I, I don't know. We, we do a lot of writing in our yeah. profession and where written submissions are required and we kind of have to articulate thoughts. And for me, I always draft opening remarks and closing submissions and we have to be persuasive in our writing and in our, 
you know, when we kind of give our oral submissions, if you will, and articulate the case. So I don't know why I didn't know that many lawyers did this, because when I mentioned to um, other people, they're like, you write. So I, I, I'm surprised to, to hear that there would other lawyers be writing, but I don't know, maybe because we write so much for a living. I love writing, actually. So I love my job as a lawyer and I've discovered that I love writing now. So. Well, you got, well, you have a lot, a lot of famous lawyers who basically, who are, who are like, like David E. Kelly for jumps off, uh, jumps off on the page. I think Grisham was a lawyer as well. Yeah. Grisham, yeah, yeah. A lot of famous lawyers turn turn writers or novelists or screenwriters and it's, so it's a very common thread i guess right oh, wow you understand humanity you like and then you like you said you write a lot so you have that structure you have that 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 basically that grind in place meaning that you can do the job you can kind of go through it but but you also kind of see the world from a different perspective too i guess one would assume yeah you know hopefully we do um i think we see a lot for sure and I think uh, it is important to recognize humanity in everything we do. So, yeah. All right. So, not tonight is the, the screenplay that we we uh, that won our, our festival. This is not a, a happy go luck. This is a pretty intense, dark script. And you talked about kind of like uh, this is you you were mentioning that it's kind of based on a personal, like based on a true story. Yes, it is. It's based on. I am the lawyer in the story, by the way. And it is um, based on um, the story, as I've understood from a woman that I met and, you know, kind of shared her pain and struggle with me and circumstances um, that are written in the story, uh, for the most part, I, you know, are true until the ending, because um, the, the ending had to be kind of scripted. Um, because there is no real end yet. You know, she she is here and um, trying to live her life, trying to heal still, to be honest, if I was to be totally honest. I've changed the ending. The, that ending I have changed two or three times because that's the part where in a true story, all of the elements leading to the end are true. And then... Well, how do we write the ending when it's an ongoing emotional struggle and, you know, her day to day, uh, sadly, day to day efforts to, to to heal? So, yeah, I've changed the ending a couple of times. And. Yeah, is that so the, does the person know that you wrote a screenplay about they're, does. They're OK with that? Yeah, she does. Yeah. And yeah. So Would you like this ending better? The first ending was was uh, tragic. And she's like, she was fine with that as well. But, um, you know, as I step back and kind of watch her in her efforts to heal, um, I did rewrite the ending. Yes, she is. She is aware. Yes. It's a, it's a, basically it's like I said, it's an intense script and it's it's a really like you want to give people like a kind of like a over like it's about it's about a woman who's managing her arc is that she's managing a life of abuse in terms of her parents, like mental, emotional, rape, incest. There's a lot of there's a lot of dark stuff in this in this script and it's about someone trying to overcome that kind of uh, thematically overcome that that abuse, I guess. Right. Right, Matthew. Yeah. Yeah. And so this is this was a client of yours? No, this was a friend. This is a woman that I met um, socially in the course of life. Um, we had mutual friends, and um, I met her through those mutual friends. 
And but this is something. But you're 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 an advocate for for stories or people like this is in in terms of your your work, I guess, right? Like, you well, yeah, I'm an advocate to protect human rights. Uh, you know, against domestic violence, and not to become a lawyer in the middle of this interview, but you know, domestic violence has now been incorporated into our Occupational Health and Safety Act, and sadly, it is you know something that we see far too often. And so I'm an advocate for um, social justice period and an advocate for, for women and, you know, protection against domestic violence. And yeah. And so this, the story is truly tragic. Um, is it fair to say that, that, uh, that like the people, the women are now coming out more like before they would never talk about this. They'd never discuss it. They would keep it hidden. Is it, is there more, is there more freedom for them to basically, be open about what they've experienced? It's a really good question. Um, I think if the support is there, then there may be, you know, more women or persons that are coming out with stories of, of the abuse. But I'm still finding, sadly, and I have been doing, I try to, you know, a little gray hair there, but I've been doing, you know, a lot of social justice work for close to 40 years. And I still sadly very much see um, people, particularly women, afraid to come forward for various reasons. So I still see that quite a bit, Matthew, and that's, that's sad. But if the support is there and the systems are there and they feel like they can speak up, then, you know, I would say probably more are speaking up, but still very, very many are not. Sadly, yeah. but obviously, there understandably, was a, but sadly, well, yeah, it's because they they like it's sort of like it's it's like a it's like jumping off a cliff without a without a net or or it's in a sense meaning that like you're that's you're being completely vulnerable and you're not there's not that if you you have to have trust and security that someone's going to have your back, I guess, to help you. And I guess that's what you kind of do in a, in a sense where you, you you make sure that they trust you. They that they're you're not going to abandon them. Like yeah. I'm sure that's a big part it, of it. That that is exactly it. That the the word I would have used initially is is that you know one of the first things from a personal point of view, as I've learned from from this woman, is that you know it, you, you become quite vulnerable when you share this story. Yeah. And mm, there's the dog, <laughs> right in the middle <laughs> of the injury. Yeah. Hi, Finn. Sorry about that, Matthew. No, no problem. 100%. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, you're very, very vulnerable. And then you're right, you know, and there's circumstances where in life, particularly with this woman, you know, you trust people and it's you, you let yourself be vulnerable and then you're hurt again. You're abused again. You're taken advantage of again. Yeah. So it takes a lot of, you know, courage to come forward for various reasons and reasons that, you know, I'm sure most I not even aware of and could not possibly comprehend. Yeah. Like, let's just hope that, that like there's been, obviously there was, a, there was, there's been a little bit of a, there's not a little bit, but there's been a movement in terms of uh, called the me too, too movement, meaning that like, hopefully like th this has helped a, a little bit, like, like it's always about percentage points, like a little bit one, like it's like a, it's not a, a grand swoop, I guess, right? Like there's one little like effort at a time, I guess, year by year to help things along. Uh, with me too, which was incredibly empowering, I believe, where they realized, I don't think I can do this alone. 
But when others start to share the story and realize that yeah. they can support each other and they are not alone and they're very, you know, sad and tragic story, then, you know, that certainly raised awareness. Yeah, 100%. So that's like, that's the big, that's the big part of it. Okay, so let's talk about uh, writing this screenplay. So you, when did you first start writing scripts? Like, what, do you remember where you were when, when emotionally, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I well, like I said, when I, you know, shortly after I met this woman, um, we had a, a family tragedy. Um, my sister lost a son to circumstances um, that are also incomprehensible. And, uh, you know, uh, her son was two and a half and was murdered by a schizophrenic neighbor. And, you know, that 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 is something that a script that I will work on with my sister's input and, and permission, of course, which she has given me. Um, but I sat down and just kind of wrote a, like an outline, if you will, about pain. <laughs> then I put it down for 20 years or more. And then when COVID hit, I thought, you know, maybe I'm going to pick that up again. And that's so... I, I didn't really, Matthew, start writing scripts 20 years ago, but I did the outline of this, you know, two tragedies where the lives kind of intersected, um, incidentally. And then when COVID hit, I wrote and loved it and then continued to edit and got feedback from festivals, which I find incredibly helpful. And um, I've written now three scripts, all award-winning scripts. I've written three scripts now. So, um, and I'm working on two more. So, you know, I really only started writing scripts, I'm going to say March 2020, when COVID hit and the world shut down. And I've continued since then. This is, I've heard this story uh, a few times uh, where someone gets, there. there's the creative inspiration during the lockdown, right? So some people watch Netflix, some people wrote. <laughs> Right? yeah and, yeah I did both <laughs> yeah of course well yeah exactly but it's like it's like uh so do, do you like this was there was this something on your mind for a long time like in the back of your mind like I want to get to this and this was it just more of like convenience and freedom that it gave you time to, to actually sit down and write or was well, it you know what yeah. both actually Matthew I I have always wanted to sit down and write and you know, I've been busy. I have my own practice. So I've been very busy and have not really had the time to kind of sit down, focus, write, you know, get the input, do it properly. And that's kind of when I initially had the time to do it. Now I make the time, but at the, you know, initially I didn't have the time. And when I did, when COVID hit, now I, I actually make the time and find it relaxing to kind of sit and creatively write. Gotcha. And, and, and do, you, do you write, like, do you have like a routine how you write? Because you do, do you work during the day, I'm assuming you are very busy. And yeah. uh, do you, how do you get the structure? How do you get the, the, the fit in your schedule to write? You know what? I am usually on a weekend. I will walk or hike in the morning, take the dog who you've now met. Um, <laughs> and then I'll say, I'm going to sit on the couch with my feet up and I just fade in and start and I'll write until you know I hit a point where either I'm tired it's a lot of energy or you know I hit a point where I need to think what's next in the script and then put it down and then 
pick it up. And I, you know, if I can do it for a couple of days in a row over the weekend, I do. And then, yeah, usually during the week, I put it down. But um, yeah, so spend a lot of free time sitting and writing when I can. And you didn't, this was just like a, like, did you like read books on screenwriting? Like, like, just no, I'll and be, the work? no, I'll be very honest with you. I, um, when COVID hit and I had, you know, kind of started to put together the script, a friend of mine that had uh, done some work on a set with a Hollywood producer, uh, a well-known kind of successful Hollywood producer, she had, she had said, you know, I can put you in touch and maybe he'll help. And he actually did write back and said, look, ordinarily, I don't look at scripts sure. and there's no time to look at scripts, but the world literally is shut down. I probably got to him within the first week of COVID. And he edited the story that now, not tonight, um, with the festival that um, we're, we're talking about, um, he gave me feedback uh, and essentially gave me guidelines to how to edit the entire script. And then, you know, suggested by final draft, if anybody's going to take it seriously, you got to format it, put it together and put together final draft. And so with that initial guidance and then buying final draft and then writing, and I didn't know much about film festivals. I, I was you know, watching the L word and they were off to a film festival in Palm Springs. And I thought, Oh, I'm going to look up that film festival. And when I looked up the film festival, I called and it was the guy that runs the film festival that said, you got to sign up for um, film freeway. Yeah. So I said, okay, I'll do that. And it's been an incredible experience ever since, as far as guidance input, you know, it's been really valuable. No, I'm just curious because like, basically it was in the, he gave you like, uh, like an educate, like a, like a $10,000 education basically. Right. So hundred percent, a hundred percent launched me into um, the education of how to write, how to do it, what to include, what not to include. And I really am grateful because that input was really invaluable. And with that guidance, I started to take it more seriously. And the first thing he said to me is you absolutely have talent. Keep writing. Yeah. That was the very first thing he said. So I said, all right. And that kind of encouraged me and motivated me because I do love writing. And I took all of his input seriously, which is consistent with everything I've heard in the festivals too. And so you, but you're, you have a nice, you have a good mind and you, you understand structure. So you're, when you're watching a film, are you like starting to break it down from a different, you're seeing it from a different point of view when you start I am now. Yeah. I, I am now recently because, uh, you know, I have written three scripts and they are all award winning. And then when I get the feedback about what I need to do and what I haven't done and what would be valuable. Yeah. Now, when I watch a movie, I'm paying attention to how they did the things that are recommended to me yeah. and the value to that in the film and the script and the story and the impact. Yeah. And um, what I never used to do is watch the end. Now I watch the end. Like, who's the producer? Who's the writer? I watch everything now at the end as to, you know, who's involved with that film. And you notice there's usually writers, plural, like for like yeah. the big films, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a monster. Yeah. Like writing a feature script, script play is like a huge, like it's, there's so many moving parts, like literally. And, and so yeah. then if you're able to put it together, then like you just started out. That's kind of amazing that, that you wrote three screenplays in the last like three plus years. And Yeah. It, it, 
Sorry to interrupt, but I was just going to say, I didn't do it on my own. When you say writers, I have been working. I was introduced to a guy by the name of David LaFontaine. So supportive, so helpful, has really been instrumental in editing, including Not Tonight. Um, David has been fundamental in guiding me as to how to, you know, from two parallel stories, take Not Tonight, focus on that and what to look at. David's been amazing. And I've recently connected with an a independent uh, L.A. producer that has been giving me guidance as well. But David has really been instrumental in kind of also working with me from my initial guidance with William Wilson uh, the third, And, and um, David has been great. So, so you've had some good, you've had some uh, like some key, key like influences and some key guidances to help you along. I've been blessed that way. Yes. I've just, you know, people that I know that knew them and then they have been willing, um, which I'm grateful for, willing to kind of guide me and assist me. So it's not like I jumped into it and did it all alone, yeah. Matthew. But the the key to it is that you have the the mindset to basically ask for the right help to get the guidance and like you said, like it basically take what you need to take and basically that's, that's vulnerable in itself, right? Like to be, be able to, yeah. So that's, that's, yeah, I, that's I love writing cool. and I, I want to do it well and I want to be guided professionally and properly. And, and um, yeah, so I've been very grateful and, and love it. So I've continued. So you're so you're on your way. So and then now you obviously you would you like ideally would you like to get one of these scripts produced and made into a film? A hundred percent, I would love to get them produced and made into a film. I'm realizing now, though, Matthew, yeah. that is a very difficult thing to do. Yeah. Number one, uh, and number two, it's, it's it's seeming a very costly thing to do. But it is very difficult to, yeah. you know. It's I feel I was so excited when I first got my first award. I was so excited yeah. and I've written I've just recently written um, a true story script, uh, like a legal environmental battle um, that's got a lot of attention. It seems like everybody now is looking for true stories and yeah. environment is a big one. And it's got quite a bit of really positive attention. It's a whole other thing to look at. OK, where do you go next to produce? I, I like. I'm new to this. So yeah, I would love to have them produce, but I'm learning that's a tough, uh, that's the well, next branch that is very difficult. I'm sure William could be, uh, would tell you more than I can tell you, but generally how it works is that this is a spec that kind of showcases your, your style, your work, your, 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 your talent as a writer. And then you get an agent and then the agent gets you a job based on that spec script you kind of keep it in the back burner. And then maybe when you get accumulate some credits in five, six years, when you're writing other people's work, you, you got this, this amazing spec script that you wrote a while back and then maybe they'll produce it. That's generally how it usually works in the industry. Okay. I, I'm new to all of this, Matthew. I, 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 I trust your experience and knowing how it works. I'm just realizing it's even with a, you know, recognize scripts it is a difficult thing to have yeah. to to move to production or you go into an independent route where you have a script that that has a certain like even this script like that you can if you have your the your 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 producer's hat on you can see how much it would cost try to get a try to get a, a pretty like a established person to play the lead role this is kind of like a a pretty great uh like there's a few roles that are pretty pretty great that and any actor would love to do, then you have that person attached and then, then the wheels can get churning th from there as well. So. 
yeah. I always turn my mind to, you know, producing it and yeah. finding actors and how will that happen. I'm very, very much only at the beginning stage of that. But uh, yeah, I mean, of course, that would be something I would love. The getting into the real, it's just getting into the right hands of somebody who has influence, I guess, right? So, yeah, I, yes, I'm learning more and more. That's, what it takes <laughs> so it's a, everything's a, everything's a business everything's a game right i'm sure as you know as a lawyer right so yeah yeah and i'm learning more and more in this yeah. world but you're on your <laughs> that's amazing that's but your journey itself is is amazing like it's like it's it's like it's like almost been four years it hasn't even been four years and look what you've accomplished while doing it while still doing your day job like as well right yeah i mean it does take time and effort and i and you know uh I hear, I, I hear people write or give up quickly, but, you know, I do love writing and, and I do want to write and love to get something produced. So you have to be open to taking um, constructive criticism and input and guidance. And I've taken it all, Matthew, to be honest, I've, I've taken it all and have, you know, reworked scripts over and over um, to be able to have it to a place where it's worthy of being considered. So I, I'm like, we have a committee of people in the industry who read the scripts, they give you feedback. As you know, you've gotten feedback on finally on Not Tonight, obviously. And I've, I'm seeing a theme of your scripts. It's like there's a theme of love, of like connection, of like of helping people out, making them, them better people, no matter what they've gone through. That seems to be what you're, I don't know if that's conscious or unconscious on your part. Yeah, I think that <laughs> I just want to say not to necessarily, you know, make them better people. I think they're, they're amazing people. Yeah. I think that what I look at is for sure love. And I think support, you know, to kind of lift in any way that I can yeah. possibly lift someone to, if I can in any way, lighten their days. But you know, I, I think that what I meant by better people is that there's someone who's who's who has to, who's who's going through something, and you want they they have to overcome that so they can be a better version of themselves. Lighter, yeah, live lighter. It's um, yeah, that's a better the, way to put the, it. Live lighter. Yeah, you know, yeah, the the the, and, and that's you know my. I'm actually, motivation. gonna write that down. I like that. So. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. No, I mean, you know, in my practice. Social justice has been a huge part of what I do. And, you know, I got I got called a couple of weeks ago not to make this about law, but um, the, the script that I've written that is is finished, that is getting attention on an environmental story. That's a you know private script, essentially. But I, I was contacted a couple of weeks ago to see if I would assist in a local another local environmental case and. Those are things, Matthew, I can't really say no to because when it comes to supporting human beings and love or marginalized persons and groups, and now, you know, the environment where people are saying, you know, we're disadvantaged compared to power, you know, power and wealth take over where, you know, other things um, that don't have the same kind of push behind them or wealth behind them. Yeah, it becomes a battle for sure. Do you see it in your writing that? The compassion you have, like I'm in a like basically I'm being very general, but you the compassion yeah. you have for human human nature, and you can see it in your writing that that because you you've gone through like I'm I'm assuming that one would assume that people in your position can get pretty jaded with the system, with law, with the government, with all the crap that you have to go through. Because I'm sure it's a lot of crap, 
So basically, but you still like have like a, a first impression. I'm just, this is the first time I talked to you, but you still have the, you still have that kind of optimism, I guess, for human. I do. And I, and I do everything I can, Matthew, to work for change, positive, inclusive change. And, you know, it is a system. It's a structured system. And, you know, raising awareness and push to inclusivity and awareness of of circumstances, you know, as difficult as in not tonight. Yeah, I try to bring the optimism in and bring the support in, encourage, you know, working together and encourage really awareness, kind of heightened awareness changes things, I think. So how do you like, uh, and, uh, and, uh, how do you do how do you do that? Like, how do you have, cause there's so much, I'm sure you've gone, there's so many crappy people in, that you've got to deal with. And like, and like you could just, it gets you down and there's so, the, the system is so like, it needs a fix. Let's just put it that way. Let's just like, look, it's fair to say it probably needs a little bit of a redo. How do you get through all that? How do you like, how do you like, I'm sure that you, you've had so many disappointing uh, situations where like the system has let you down. It's, I do a ton of education, number one, yeah. uh, in an effort to raise awareness. And um, th that that's a really good question, too. But what I look at is where there are, you know, systems that either have a gap in the system or the system is too tight to, to let, you know, what I might consider a necessary change in when you don't give up, you know, when you when you push. And then all of a sudden, there's something that has been raised to a certain level of awareness that gets attention. Then you are again renewed. You have the renewed strength to say, we were heard. Yeah. Or, you know, this is this is a change and it may take time for changes to come. And, you know, I've kind of I've been out in the LGBTQ world my whole entire life. Yeah. Um, and, and before from I was from Niagara Falls, like from my personal history, that's pretty that's very impressive. So. So I was raised um, with the support from day one, with the love and support, both from my family, my immediate family, extended family, my neighbors. Like I really was blessed that way. And even at Notre Dame, you know, where faith is an element to it, uh, you know, I was always accepted and supported. Before I was a lawyer, uh, Matthew, not to talk a lot about, you know, myself, but just with, with respect to overcoming things, I was... Um, the first or one of the first in the field, working in the field as an electrician. I'm an electrician before a lawyer. And they didn't want me. The, the men did not want a woman there. And as I kind of reflect and look and learn, I think, gosh, I was excluded more as a woman in life than being LGBT, LGBTQ in my life being out. And yeah. so that's where I think, and you said earlier, there's a fear to speak out. And yeah. so when I say, okay, let's stick together. Let's make every effort I can. And especially where now I litigate and can raise awareness from this side where, you know, kind of battling it from the inside, if I could put it that way, um, inside the system that is. Um, yeah, I don't, I just do everything I can to find the strength not to give up <laughs> because I do see changes and that change is encouraging. Well, thank you for your candor. I appreciate that. Cause it's like I said, I have that I'm Italian as well. I have a vowel in my last name <laughs> and uh, I'm from Niagara Falls and I know that world a lot. Of course I was born and raised in through that world. And I know people who are 
gay and they will they'll never come out and uh, I know and I know like even situations where like I sorry I did I didn't I basically were like people who are t- there's a couple that that are together and they don't they, but then the, the parent the parents don't even talk about it they won't even talk about no. it. it's very sad it's still very much a marginalized group yeah very much and yeah, we can have a whole podcast on that. Yeah. Uh, but it's what uh, I'm saying is that what you like, what you just shared is I, I find it extraordinary. Like I just because it's just it's something that I didn't see myself growing up, right? So I was blessed. I was truly, you know, I thank my parents all the time and my yeah. sister and my friends for you know letting me be who I am and continuing to love and support me with who I am and what I do. Um, so I've been blessed that way for sure. Well, on that note, great script. I wish you the best of success. Thank you very much. Thank for your you time so much. And, and uh, like I said, like it's like you're 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 an inspiration. You really are. And I'm really I'm Imagine. really happy that I had a chance to talk to you. Thank you. Hopefully, our paths will cross again when oh, you're sure. interviewing me about uh, my first production. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Matthew. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Shlemiel. Hasn't been